from downtown Penticton. Steve Stemming is here. What the hell should we watch this weekend? High atop the uh, tallest building in Penticton at a solid four stories. <laughs> yeah. I that. love Penticton. <laughs> I'm not making fun of Penticton. I love Penticton. Um, how, how's life? How's the uh, interior? It's uh, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's cooled down a bit, so it's, it's bearable. It's muggy, but it's bearable. Uh, yeah, just, uh, you know, busy uh, day job stuff and, uh, yeah, movie and stuff. watching movies. Yeah. Nice. Well, one of the movies you did see this week is where we're actually going to start here. What the hell should we watch mm-hmm. this weekend? SteveStepping.ca is the website if you want to get in touch with Steve or anything that he gets up to. Let's just get it started because I have a sneaking suspicion by the look on your face when you talk about it. Uh, that it was pretty all right. Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning, Part 1. Ethan, what's your objective? What's your ultimate objective? Your life will always matter more to me than my own. Say what you will about Tom Cruise being a weirdo. But his ability to create these movies and the super, like when he walks around in the, you see the videos of uh, him with crew or the promo, this is what makes him a star. Like he is off mm-hmm. the charts level of star. Um, and, and this is where we get to see him do what he does. Arguably, and yeah, like you said, whatever you think about him as a, as a human being and, and Scientology be damned, when it comes to, to film and cinema, this he doesn't miss. He never misses. I mean, there are rare misses. There are your uh, The Mummy, which just didn't work, or uh, Vanilla Sky, which people really didn't like, which I really like. There are his movies in his past. Um but he, he is the king of cinema and his love for it and his reverence for it and his um, ultimate need for it to succeed for all film, uh, small films, indie films, every film. He knows what kind of he has on his shoulders and he knocks it out of the park every time. And this movie is honestly no different. Uh, another incredible masterpiece of action and intrigue all moving like a well-oiled machine where we're talking production, stunts, cinematography, direction, story, the cast, the new cast members, like everything is so perfectly put together in this film that, I mean, you, you like I'm salivating for part two already. Like I'm so into it. Uh, that is a bit of the giveaway, the part one part. I mean, that's a bit of a tell, uh, spoiler mm-hmm. alert. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is, you know, we've seen some of those videos of him, you know, freaking out on set and stuff like that. And I don't really take that as, I mean, it's probably not the nicest way to do business. But at the same time, I think it really does show his expectation of professionalism, his expectation of uh, expertise and uh, just being the best and evidence in the movie. Yeah. And I mean, the, the freak out was, oh, I mean, over COVID protocol, the stuff that we saw a video of and heard, you know, stuff about and was kind of the scandal. And yeah, I think it does come from perfectionism. I think it also comes down from the uncertainty of being shut down by 
people contracting COVID or the co you know just being busted on the doing wrong protocols and having production shut down for those reasons so there is a lot of stake at stake and plus for tom cruise there is so much more at stake because i mean he is so much more than the uber executive producer in this film he is so he is such a puppeteer him alongside christopher uh, christopher mccory the director and writer of this film they they are so cohesive at the top of this so they have so much at stake well, and, and he has investors to answer to. And if they get shut yeah, down and absolutely. lose and it costs money and all those things, I mean, he's he's the he's the man that's got to answer the bell when it does ring over all the business end of it. So I don't blame him. Yep. If, I, if I had that much money on the line, holy cow. Um, remarkable. Okay, Steve Stebbing is here. Uh, because we were talking about new releases, this is ish. Uh, text comes in, says, um, is it worth watching the new Transformers? I liked it. Um, you can get it streaming now. I think it's on. It might already be on Paramount Plus, or it might be just digitally to rent. I thought it was fun, um, but I, I mean, I went into it with a lower bar. But yeah, the last two, Bumblebee and uh, Rise of the Beast, both fun movies, both enjoyable. Some of Pete Davidson's best work is in uh, the new Transformers movie. Honestly. Oh, cool. All right. So what the hell should we watch this weekend? Speaking of getting into streaming and so much more on Netflix, Quarterback. Why does the NFL have so many rules against hitting quarterbacks? A quarterback throwing a pass is wide open for dangerous hits. An injury to the quarterback can sink a team's entire season. All right, tell us about quarterback. Yeah, this is an interesting one. And it's interesting because I, I consider myself a sports fan, but I, NFL is not really something that I, I'm really that into or watch week to week but presenting it like this following three quarterbacks including the probably the best quarterback in the league right now Patrick Mahomes um, a veteran quarterback with uh, Kirk Cousins on the Minnesota Vikings and uh, kind of like a, a multi-team veteran Marcus Mariota and follows them on their journey through the 2022 uh, season um, and so you kind of see the personal life, you see the interactions with the teammates and management and everything practices, and then you get into the game and all these quarterbacks are, are, are completely mic'd up and you kind of get the psychology, um, the, the sometimes doubt in their own play. There's the, the strive to win the strive to, uh, reclaim something for, for these veterans and everything. And it, it makes it more human connective and i think that's where this documentary succeeds and i'd honestly watch another season of it all right there you go season of the football or season of the documentary there the documentary yeah see the what documentary. you did there yeah <laughs> i love it um next up on the list on disney plus season five what we do in the shadows What's the old gang been up to? I'm running for comptroller. It's really no surprise, the amount of energy vampires in politics. Three weeks ago, when I to check the microphone. My new friend is Jewish. I had no idea they were Jews in New York City. You're becoming very sloppy covering your vampirisms in public. Hmm. So, tell us about it. I... Honestly, I mean, we're se five seasons into this uh, continuing series off of the documentary uh, by Taika Waititi um, about a household of vampires in Staten Island. Uh, and this is probably one of the funniest shows on television right now. Um, it's a show that I I'm constantly recommending. Uh, and 
it's just like top to bottom the cast is hilarious um it's hard to even describe what makes this film works uh, what makes the show work so well um i mean just the, the absurdity of it being a docu series about vampires is just hilarious and how they play with that and i mean just colin robinson who's not a a technical vampire but an energy vampire and just <laughs> the idea of that is just so hilarious and how they play with that it's great well it is kind of silly to put rules on vampires hey might as well let them be whatever they want to be yeah exactly very cool steve stebbing is here what the hell should we watch this weekend steve loves scary movies and i like funny movies we meet in the middle scream six You got a problem here, guy? Okay, well, that was a lot of sounds. Um, what's yes. the movie like? Uh, basically, like almost a year to the date after Scream, the kind of rebooted everything, the fifth film in the franchise and the first not to be made by uh, the creator, Wes Craven, um, we get uh, Scream out of Woodsboro into the Big Apple to take Ghostface out of his element and put him in a whole new one. And just from the the, the story alone and, and following this new group of, of uh, main characters, it makes sense why they rushed this movie so quickly because they kind of it really needs to snug up next to five. So if you're really uh, Jones in for your next Ghostface fix after Scream, I really recommend Scream Six because it's a lot of fun. Um, I'm bummed that Nev Campbell wasn't brought back for this film. I think there was contract problems there, um, pay equality and all that stuff. Um, but they bring back Hayden Panettiere's Kirby Reed, who is a franchise favorite for me. So, uh, yeah, this movie was a total hit. Uh, Nev's busy being a, a Lincoln lawyer ex-wife. Yes, so. right. Um, last but not least on the list, are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. What I feel, I can't say. I've decided I want you to join my secret club. If you want to be in the club, then you have to wear a bra. Oh, do you, you think you need one? Uh, no. Set them free, friend. <laughs> I mean, it's it's so crazy that it took so long for a literary classic that I mean, so many so many people read and and judy bloom's like seminal classic are you there god it's me margaret to make it to the big screen but i think maybe it was a good fortuitous time for it at least in the film storytelling wise because it did terribly box office wise but in storytelling it went to the great hands of kelly freeman craig who also did the edge of 17 a, a movie that i absolutely adore but she handled it with such reverence to the source material she cast so well around it with Margaret being played by Abby Ryder Fortson, uh, who I hadn't seen before, who just really carries this movie really well. And the mom played by uh, Rachel McAdams, Canadian Rachel McAdams. Uh, she's also so great and so endearing. And this movie is just so winning. And I, I think that 
honestly, everybody should see it because I think it's really well done and it has such a great message to it. 